This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So things are pretty bad this week for Facebook. Uh, Facebook is a very large and successful company. And when Facebook went public a few years ago, you might recall there's a lot of skepticism uh, about the value of this company, but um, they, they certainly exceeded expectations. This week, though, the company has lost a whole lot of value because they've been kind of rocked to the core by this Cambridge Analytica scandal. It's to the point now we understand that um, CEO Mark Zuckerberg is, is going to make a public statement at some point within the next day or so about all of this. And it, it, look, it needs to be something meaningful, obviously, because it's a combination of, of two really big factors. Obviously, people feeling as though you know, their, their data has been uh, improperly accessed, that their privacy has been violated, and that it's been violated in the cause of sleazy political tactics. Now, we, we don't know how successful this, this whole Cambridge Analytica strategy was in the 2016 presidential election. But they certainly made a point of accessing this data because they thought it would be effective. Now, this was the company that uh, Steve Bannon was a, a VP of, and, and they were working with the, the Trump campaign. But the fact that they were able to access this data and how much data there was, this is a problem for Facebook. Now, by the way, this is also potentially uh, troubling for the uh, federal liberals here in Canada because of, of their connections to one of these individuals. Christopher uh, Wiley is his name. The Canadian press reporting today that this Canadian data scientist who admitted to helping political parties exploit the private information of millions of Facebook users, also oversaw a short-lived pilot project for the federal liberals shortly after the 2015 election. Wasn't that interesting? Because the liberals have denied having any kind of a connection to this guy. Uh, so this came up in question period uh, today, by the way, conservative leader Andrew Scheer. Not only did Christopher Wiley work for two different Liberal Party leaders in opposition, but according to media reports this morning, he also worked on a project for this Prime Minister in the taxpayer-funded Liberal Caucus Research Office. Can the Prime Minister confirm that he hired Christopher Wiley and explain exactly what role he had in the Liberal government? Okay, logical question. Uh, this is Scott Bryson, Acting Minister for Democratic Institutions, handling the question. The Liberal Research Bureau has actually already addressed this issue with a statement earlier today. All major political parties engage in data-driven activities. In fact, the Conservatives did when engaging in a $100,000 contract with Agility PR Solutions. Okay, so it doesn't really answer the question. I think there's more to be told about this story and the connections between the liberals and this guy. Now, now certainly, the, this, the tactics of Cambridge Analytica 
have been under scrutiny, and as they should. I mean, that's a part of this story here. Uh, Channel 4 in the U.K. has been doing a lot of work on this story, and this has become a big issue in the United Kingdom. Uh, here's some of what they reported this week. Last night, in the first part of our four-month investigation, we revealed how CA works in elections around the world. Honey traps and bribes targeted at politicians. Send some girls around to Candidate's house. Hiring ex-spies to dig dirt. I know people who used to work for MI5, MI6. Spreading misinformation online. These are things that don't necessarily need to be true. As long as they're believed. And secretly intervening in the democratic process. No record exists with our name attached to this at all. Tonight, the company's CEO, Alexander Nix, tells us how they put Donald Trump into the White House. Have you met Mr. Trump? Many times. You have? We did all the research, all the data, all the analytics, all the targeting. We ran all the digital campaign, the television campaign, and our data informed all the strategy. Mark, always a great pleasure to meet you. Huh? Great pleasure. Uh, yes, thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Huh? Till next time. Goodbye, gentlemen. Goodbye. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, going back to what Scott Bryson said, obviously political parties are going to get a lot more sophisticated in coming elections because they want to be able to target voters as directly as they can, and using social media is going to be a big part of that. Nobody disputes that. But there's a big difference between doing it legitimately and these kinds of sleazy, underhanded tactics that we've been hearing about. And so that makes people nervous, especially if their data is being exploited to serve those ends. So where's Facebook in all of this? And, and part of the problem for Facebook is that they're seen as part of the problem. That they help facilitate this. That if they would, had been more careful and more cautious and more protective of all of this data they possess, that a lot of this wouldn't have happened. So this really is a crisis for the company. Sarah Fryer, reported with Bloomberg News, based out of San Francisco, has been following developments in this story, joins us on the line here this afternoon. Sarah, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I mean, this seems like a, a crisis unlike anything else Facebook has, has faced. Is that fair to say, do you think? This is it's very interesting that this Cambridge Analytica crisis is really the thing that's causing people to to get upset because we've seen crisis after crisis after crisis at Facebook about Russia um, using its platform to manipulate the presidential election, about racist ad targeting, about fake news. It's just been piling on in the last couple of years. But for some reason, this is really hitting hard at the number one thing that people have always feared with Facebook, which is their privacy. This is this is reigniting those those age-old concerns that we have about how our data is being used when we give it to Facebook and when Facebook gives it away. Right, because I mean, at the heart of it, it's, it's a story about this Cambridge Analytica and, and their, their sleazy tactics, but it, it has become about Facebook and it has become about this vast amount of, of data that they have, uh, information about us and how vulnerable that is. So uh, at what point did it become more about Facebook as opposed to, to Cambridge? Right, so Cambridge Analytica received this data on Facebook users from an app developer who actually got permission from the users to obtain it. Um, but at the time, Facebook's permissions allowed that app developer to to get information not just on those users, but if those users allowed their friends as well. So information on the 270,000 users turned into data on 50 million people. And 
that is just beyond what people really really understood to be the scope of their data uh, released to Facebook. Now, Facebook doesn't have that loophole in its contracts with developers anymore, um, but still it's it's concerning that they didn't know how to track the data once it went to a third party. And I guess, you know, for people wondering that, I mean, was 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 my data compromised? Am I a victim here? What, you know, I, I think there's a lot of uncertainty right now. People don't really know whether they were caught up in this, what's been exposed, whether they're vulnerable, even people wondering, should I keep using Facebook, which is uh, certainly a scary question for the company. That is one of the big questions right now as to how Facebook has been handling this. Because for them, they've come out and said, you know, this isn't a data breach. There was nobody, nobody was hacked. Um, Facebook users gave this app developer permission to use data on them and their friends. And at the time, that was all allowed. Well, even if that was well and good, um, people feel like their trust was breached. And maybe this, even if this was not a actual hack in the regular sense of the word, it was it was a, an instance in which people's data landed in a place where they didn't know that it would be. They gave no explicit consent about that. So, um, so certainly Facebook is going to have to change how it responds to this crisis, and they're going to have Mark Zuckerberg come out and address the public in the next 24 hours. Right. You had a piece this week about the steps that Facebook took initially with this story coming out and, and how those steps backfired. Did did Facebook kind of make this this worse with its response? Oh, absolutely. So Facebook on Friday came out and said uh, that it was it was suspending Cambridge Analytica and it said that it, it that it was doing that because it had heard some reports. So people thought that that was Facebook um, basically using its own uh, investigative tools to figure out whether this had happened. And in fact, they were relying on news reports that were set to come out the next day. So to this day, Facebook doesn't really know on its own whether those news reports are true. So they've put themselves in this position of having to defend on something where they actually don't know the facts. And people have a lot of questions, and Facebook is not in a position to answer some of their most important questions, like, is it true that Cambridge Analytica still has this data? Of course, Cambridge Analytica says that they don't. Um, but, but you know, this is one of the problems that they created by coming out and preempting those news reports. So what can Mark Zuckerberg say at this point, or what does he need to say at this point? So... I've been speaking this morning with a lot of employees and analysts and investors, and Zuckerberg can't just come out and say, you know, we 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 are going to do better next time. They need to come out and give a real action plan. Um, so they need to explain um, that they that they mess up here, and then they need to figure out what it is they can say to people that will actually reassure them that this won't be a problem in the future in terms of actual steps that they're taking with their product, so that this is not a perception problem, it's a, it's a product problem. And I mean, aside from the, the data problem, is this a political manipulation problem? Uh, you know, the U.S. has midterm elections uh, later this year. Uh, Canada, for example, here, we're talking about this. We have a federal election coming up next year. You have the 2020 U.S. Uh, presidential election. How do we, I mean, can we answer the question as to how successful this Cambridge Analytica strategy really was? No, 
know. We we don't know. I mean, they have um, certainly spoken to their power to do those psychographic targeting uh, in elections to make sure that the people that get ads are the best audiences for them. But no, in reality, we don't know how much of that is marketing speak and how much of that actually works. So it could be that this data on the 50 million people was actually kind of useless. Um, but that does not in any way change the weight of the concerns about who had it at what time. Right. Uh, does, does this all end with a lot more regulation of Facebook and social media, do you think? Um, certainly lawmakers on both sides of the Atlantic are working. Sorry, I, I'm getting this tired. I've got so many emails. <laughs> um <laughs> Certainly lawmakers on both sides of the Atlantic are uh, calling for Facebook to come explain what happened. And there have been talks about more regulation, especially with regards to user privacy. But it's unclear as of now whether that will actually happen. All right. Well, the story's far from over. More details, as mentioned, Bloomberg.com. Sarah, thanks so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You go, that's Sarah Fryer, tech reporter with Bloomberg News in San Francisco following this story. Uh, by the way, the Globe and Mail is reporting that, in fact, uh, not only did the liberals have a pilot project uh, with this guy, that, in fact, the uh, Liberal Research Bureau awarded a $100,000 contract in 2016 to Christopher Wiley, the man at the center of this global controversy. The Liberal Research Bureau issued a statement just before the start of question period confirming the existence of a contract with Mr. Wiley's company. Unoya Technologies. Very interesting. 403-974-8255 is a number. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.